According to Mike and Tony is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hey y'all, this is Leslie Tom. You're listening to According to Mike and Tony. Episode 60, sir. Plugging along, man. Like 6-0. 6-0. Had a crazy day today myself. I'm a little out of sorts, but I'm here doing the deed. How are you doing today, Mike? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. It's the uh, beginning of the week, the crazy corporate life, you know? You, yeah. used, to, you used to remember that thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All too well, my friend. <laughs> In nightmares. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but it's weird doing it on a Monday, right? Yeah. Usually it's a Friday or Saturday. But. Yeah, because you were out with your uh, with your pops. Yeah, I went up to Estes Park, did a little retreat thing. It was it was nice. It was freezing cold, <laughs> man. <laughs> what, did you camp? No, we was like, there were like cabins, but we oh, did a okay. lot of outdoor stuff. I honestly am having a hard time walking still. We did this like football match, and uh-huh. it was against teenagers versus adults. Oh. The teenagers did, made the mistake of talking a lot of smack before the game, yeah. and we we crushed them, oh, okay. crushed them. I thought it was, was like, going to be the other way around because in basketball no. you can get around with talking talking shit to to kids because <laughs> yeah. you have old man strength at that point in time. So <laughs> well, we played tackle football, so yeah. oh. so. <laughs> And you know what? The thing, it was funny too, because I couldn't believe some of these dudes. I was like, man, these are just kids. Because you, I remember being 15 and crazy frail. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and there were some of these adults on the, on the dude's team, on the grown-ups team that was, I mean, they were just, just destroying these kids. I feel like, I did get a pick six. I had a pick six, an interception, ran it back that. for a touchdown. It no, took three dudes to pull me down. It always reminds me of like when you see like grown-ups playing football of uh, wedding crashers. Yeah. <laughs> Remember he's like, that's sack lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it was like, man. Uh, no, it was good. It was freezing cold. It feels so toasty warm down here now, uh, down out of the mountains. So good to be back. Always good to be home. Um, we got uh, in the studio today with us, uh, uh, Tyson is here. How you doing, bro? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Other than sore, it sounds like, huh? Yeah, a little sore. It's weird because I do squats and stuff all the time. You know, I get sore and stuff, but this was a new level. Sprinting, because I don't sprint. I never yeah, sprint, yeah. like the long-term, long-distance running or whatever, but uh, different things. So how are you doing, man? How's your week Good, been? man. Good. Yeah? Uh, Brought some brews, I see. Always. Like Monday night, always right? Always bearing gifts. Rocking that, uh, rocking that Colorado beanie now. I think you're acclimated to... Uh, no. The color? No, take that off now. No. Actually, I get a lot of compliments on this thing. It's the only reason I wear it. No, I actually, it's my, it's my favorite color, blue. Okay. Is blue your favorite yeah, color? Yeah, that's nice. Well, I got two of my kids' yeah. favorite colors, blue. Uh, but we got a very cool guest in the studio with us today, Mr. Travis Lufer. Welcome to According to Mike and Tony. How you doing, buddy? What's up? Doing good, man. Yeah, we're really stoked. Doing to, good. Stoked to have you. Um, I've mentioned it on the uh, podcast before that uh, I've been doing some film scoring, kind of a new thing for me. Enjoying the heck out of it, realizing it is uh, a lot of work. Uh, but you yourself make films. You've been doing it for a very long time. It's obviously long a real time. deep passion of yours. <laughs> uh, why don't you talk a little bit about how you got into it and uh, what exactly you do? Because you do a lot of stuff. You cover a lot of bases. Yeah, the nine to five job, more multimedia, commercial boring stuff you know <laughs> and then we do weddings 
Really, shoot, yeah. me, shoot me in the face. Man. No, I, I've done weddings myself. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> All my, hopefully the clients aren't listening. I love wedding videos. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the day job, you know, you got to do the boring stuff. And then I've been doing movies forever. Started out like super hobby. Like, you know, yeah. people watched it and it was horrible, horrible <laughs> shit. But they said it was good. Yeah, and, was, then it, and then it evolved, you know. And now it's, it's I don't know, it's getting pretty more serious. Yeah, it's cool when you have a passion like that, though, because I, I related to it. Like I was reading how you, uh, when you were younger, you would do it with your, you know, you would do it with your dad's yep, camcorder, maybe. Yeah. and then you would use two VCRs to do the editing. I thought that was hilarious. It reminded me back in the day with recording with a four track, you know, and, you know, having the cassette and you flip it over to get the other tracks and all that nonsense. But but it makes you like, when you work with that sucky equipment, yeah. it's like- it Makes uh, you appreciate. Appreciate. <laughs> uh, uh, but when you, like- you, when you're doing music edit, it, you had to, like, time stuff up so well. Oh, yeah. At least with video, yeah. right? So if you nailed an edit, it was, like, gold. <laughs> now it's, like, underappreciated because it's so easy. Yeah, yeah it's a click. Makes you old school. Yeah, old school, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing I think it does, too, is it makes you focus on the art itself. You know, you're not so... Because I, I, we all know those people. Any of us music Anybody who's a musician knows that for sure. There are those guys that are just absolute nerds when it comes to music equipment they've got everything they got the coolest oh, yeah. stuff ever no idea how to write a song no idea how to play anything i yep. mean it's just one of those things that happens and when you start off like that you know like i did with the four tracker you did editing on two v vhs vcrs <laughs> um you get a real appreciation appreciation for the actual art and then as your tools get better uh obviously you're able to express yourself even uh better and tighter oh yeah well that's yeah. the beauty beautiful thing about it being so accessible now yeah, it's like uh, you don't need to be a nerd. Yeah, to yeah. make sweet stuff. It's totally Ooh. true, man. Right? Yeah. Totally I mean, when true. we Same first, music. I mean, we when we first started out, uh, Dollar had all the equipment. He had a Korg. Uh, what? That's a fancy. That's a fancy keyboard, though. Oh, no, 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 no. This was a Korg D thirty two hundred. Uh, uh, it's a DAW, a digital audio recording. Oh, okay, 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 like okay. An okay. All in one kind Got of it. thing. So it used to take us. We do the podcast for like an hour and a half. <laughs> And then it would take Tony like another five hours to <laughs> download everything from the CD to the convert everything over. Oh, I remember those. And now, Nights. like 30 minutes to an hour. Oh, it's so done. fast. Oh, it's so fast now. It's ridiculous. And it's it silly. sounds so much better. Yep. Yep. It's true. Yeah. It's easier. I remember getting those podcasts up four in the morning, you know, just like busting. The wifey, the wifey put in a blanket over you downstairs in the basement because yeah. you fall asleep doing the podcast. <laughs> totally. Literally. Yep. Yep. No, I remember that happening too. It's one of those things, man. It's just, thank God for all this cool equipment. Now it's so fast. You know, I don't, I don't stress on it at all. So, but yep. let's talk about you, man. Um, how many movies have you done? Let's see. Like, hmm, let's see. Movies that count. I would say I've done <laughs> four. Four that count, and then probably ten, million. Okay. ten really crappy ones. <laughs> but I've learned from the crappy ones, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, I'll always love them. But like to show someone else, like you look back and you're like, ooh, people <laughs> said that was good. Man, my friends are nice. Dude, <laughs> I had a uh, a band that was me and one other dude. And it was our, we were called Hitler Satin Chairs, and the name should already give you a real clear indication <laughs> of the level of talent that was going into it. And my dad still has this, so every once in a while I hear it too. I will go back and listen to it, and it's like so I relate to that feeling of looking back and shaking your head and you cringe just a little. But the truth is, is that's how you get to where you are. Oh, now. you have to. You got to do it a lot. 
Um, so I watched uh, what turned out to be a film. I thought it was a short. I <laughs> yeah. thought it was like a yeah. Oops. trailer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today, M is for Martin. Is that's yes. the full time, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Fantastic, man. It was so well put together, so well Thank edited. You. The acting was very strong. The music was good. I was just really impressed. It was extremely professional. And Thanks. So when did when did that come out? When did you? So M came out two years ago, and I created it for a. Uh, have you heard of ABCs of Death? It's like a horror film. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they do every letter of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I discovered that actually through looking at your stuff. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it started out as that, and the letter that you had to use was M. So that's why it's M is for Martin. And if you notice the movie, M is everywhere. <coughs> like the weapon the he strangles her with the... is an M. The M&M's, his name's Martin. The girl's name is, uh, what, Megan. The, right? dog, the dog's the, Mar- Marvin Marvin, yes. Yeah, yeah M's <laughs> everywhere, right? We, tri- we played on that. But we were unsuccessful there. But what was cool is from there... It got put into uh, Project Greenlight on HBO. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that? Heard of that? The Matt Damon. Oh. The Matt Damon yeah, thing. Right? Yeah, the Matt Damon thing. Yep. So it got put in that contest, and that there was like seven thousand entries for that, and it made the top two hundred, wow. which was sweet. So then I got to do a bio video for them. Dude, that bio video cracked me up too. It was good, right? Yeah, yeah the bio video was pretty cool. But because, uh, because like I, I, grew, I grew up with Travis um, back in the day, high school and everything, and uh, I know his wife. And at the end of the video, cracking his wife is like, you know, <laughs> opens up the curtain. What are you doing? It's like, take off that stupid hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely didn't take myself too seriously in that, which was good. <laughs> so, in uh, that movie in particular, what was what was the process? Obviously, you did all the shooting uh, yourself. Yeah, that, or? what was good about that one, like, the the reason that short films are great for me is because I, you, you want to master the craft, right? And, uh, I, and yeah. like, my goal has always been each movie, you don't want to cut cut less corners all the time because right. if you've done it, it's really hard to pull these things off and you're always constantly cutting corners. If you're kicked out of a location happens all the time. Mm. Right. And then you lose a location and then you're like, Oh my God. So then you settle for something else. And what was good about M because it was, it was a three minute, it could, it couldn't be over three minutes. It was a three minute film. I thought it was a great opportunity to keep it simple. Right. So I wasn't going to have to cut any corners outdoors a lot. So I only needed mm-hmm. my lighting team for one day. Right. I, and like the process, I just took the two actors out downtown because, you know, the whole split screen. I mean, we yeah. filmed the whole th- yeah. we filmed <laughs> yeah, the yeah. whole thing in uh, a day, the whole movie. Wow. Yeah. Which was cool. The day stuff. And then we came back at He's- night and destroyed one of my friend's apartments. You know, Sarah Zanke. Yep. Destroyed her apartment. <laughs> Hilarious when she showed up, dude, and her bed and shit was out in the hallway. <laughs> what? Sorry, Sarah. So where can where can this short film be found now? Uh, you can see it on uh, my production company, LAMotionPicks.com. You can see all my movies there. Yep. Uh, and then I have an online portfolio also, TLoofer.com. You can see, I mean, that's a lot of commercial stuff, so not as cool. <laughs> but the movies are on there as well. Cool. You can see the movies in both spots. Yeah, if you go to the LAMotionPicks.com, he has a, um, a menu tab for filmography, and all of them on there. So he has his Beautiful. Bouquet of Consequence, MS for Martin, Fatal First Dates, Dead Vengeance, what else? Time Changes Everything. Oh, I said four. There's like five, huh? Yeah, Damn it. Yeah. But those are all 48-hour <laughs> movies. That's a whole other animal, too. Those 48-hour movies, I think for 48 hours is pretty quality, but... Wait, what does that mean? Episode. You do the whole movie in 48 hours? Yeah, it's a contest locally, oh so you get 48 God. hours to make a movie. But I think what we learned from that is my team just learned to deal with, you know, that there's a lot of ups and downs with that shit. And when you have 48 hours, 
<laughs> you know, you learn a lot. And like the pressure, like the deadlines at the end are just like brutal. And I think one thing you learn from that too is when you're making a movie, right? It's ne- same with music. Like it'll never be perfect. Yeah. It's right? you, just you, you could edit that shit forever. Working so with it. a 48 hour fest, you have to turn it in. So it like helps you say, you know what? That's it. Boom. Stamp it. Yeah. Turn that yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, oh my so God, dude, it can be brutal just um, over and over. I had sort of a, I got caught up on a side question here because I'm just an audio dude. Yeah. Uh, is it super rough? Because the audio sounded great and the outdoor scenes, like when she comes up yeah, with the dog well, and he's sitting on the. No, no, no. Audio, dude. <clears throat> any advice for anyone making any movie? Yeah. Like audio is 50% of that. Yeah. If you, because you'll, you can spot an independent shitty movie instantly by bad audio. And I, dude, I have a great audio team, uh, Actually, James didn't work on my last one, but James Tobin worked on all my other stuff, and he, like, does all the audio for, like, uh, what is it, Building Alaska. Have, have you heard of that show? Uh-huh. He's, like, the audio guy for all those reality shows. Beautiful, man. So, yeah, so he does amazing work because that's a – it's great, that you, but you're an audio guy, so you notice it, but the, yeah. really and re- realistically, you don't want people to notice totally. the audio, and you've achieved. Right. Same with movie scores, <clears throat> by the way. If you're doing a movie score, the best movie score is the one don't no one knows. Yeah, they then, feel it. Yeah, they feel it, but they're not going to be like, oh, nice <laughs> That's a music. nice little tune yeah, there. Yeah, and you're going, <laughs> shit. No, no, not a nice tune. No, you heard no. nothing. The only reason I noticed was because I was paying attention. I yeah, was nice. looking at the, the, the leaves and the trees moving in the background, thinking, oh, my God, there's wind going on there. You don't hear any of it. It sounds yeah. nice and clear. It sounds realistic, and everything came through really good. Obviously, good you're working with a super good audio. Yeah, team. it's important. That's yeah. like number one advice. Like before even the camera you use, you have to have good audio. Because you could have the best mm-hmm. camera in the world, and if the audio falls flat, psh, that makes the so right much out, sense. Yeah. Mm. This guy is like super audio. Because every time he's like, in the past where he's like sat there and he's like, hey, um, sorry about that. That, that buzzing noise. It's, it's, I'm really sorry. It's annoying. I'll try to fix it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Dude, dude, you would love it. On set, man, the audio guys always get pissed off. Like, it, you'll hear it all the time is like dealing with audio guys is hell because audio guys get so pissed because like little buzzes, <laughs> shit like that, or people won't be quiet. And those microphones are like insanely sensitive. Yeah. So there could be like a clock going yeah. and they'll stop the whole set and it'll be like, hold up, hold up, hold up. And you'll be like, what the, what the fuck, man? Let's go. And they'll be like, no, there's a clock. There's a clock. And then you'll put the headphones on and you'll hear a little clicking clock. And like, or like a, a TV show from someone's house next door that it's picking up through the signal. It's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I've had and that And it drives before. audio dudes nuts because totally they want it to nuts. be so perfect. And, <laughs> and like, wow. I get it because I'm directing it, but dude, the cast is getting so annoyed and then it just makes this weird environment of everybody getting pissed off. You know, and Whoa. then the the, <laughs> oh, the one minute of room tone is always hilarious too because the audio guy will be like, all right, room tone. And he's just sitting there, you know, and everyone's waiting like... Oh, right. So we can set it. So yeah, exactly. Level yeah, so, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. But again, nobody really gets it except me and that guy, and everyone else is like, what the mm. hell is that guy doing? <laughs> yeah. And he's oh, just quiet. standing there. Well, can't yeah. anything. <laughs> room tone. And it always gets blown. Another thing of advice let the audio guy get room tone because it's a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Because there's like, even the perfect audio, like in here, it's beautiful. You still would probably want a room tone if you were going to cut the shit out of it so you don't have like the right. little flat spots. Yeah. It's a lifesaver, man. Hmm. Yeah, no doubt, man. That's cool hearing all that and uh, yeah. realizing I'm definitely an audio dude at heart because yeah. <laughs> that stuff drives me crazy. <laughs> so, uh, on these, so on these 48-hour films, mm-hmm. get back on there, Like, do you already have the ideas in mind? Do you have like a bank of ideas or like is it just like, bam, we're coming up with this right now? To be successful, you have to have a bank of ideas. Okay. Like, dude, 
if you don't, you'll just fall completely flat. We don't do it anymore because, I mean, going to those premieres, it's like, it's horrible, man. It's like 25 horrible movies and like five pretty good ones. Because <laughs> it's hard, though. It's really hard to do. Yeah, and yeah. some people probably don't have a bunch of ideas set up. Yeah. But how we would always do it, we would have, you know, you come up with ideas and you have locations that you can go to so you're prepared. Yeah. And you have all your actors with you. And then how it works, you draw like your category out of a hat. And then they give you a line of dialogue you have to use. So you can't completely uh-huh. cheat. A line of dialogue and like a prop you have to put in it. And a character that you have to put in the movie. So you have wow. like... So what you want to do is you come up with ideas that are pretty diverse. And you could kind of twist to fit most of the stuff. Right, all the different and requirements. you just go from there. Yeah. Man, that's so cool. It sounds like that. Like we talked about the combination starting with crappy equipment. <laughs> and then also having to go through all that, man. That's so oh. insane. Like... Throwing those things together so fast like that. I think it probably has made you grow leaps and bounds. I mean, your huge. stuff is great, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate it's it. It's really, really great. It is huge, and it helps. And, it, like, again, because these things don't create themselves. Like, team is huge for this. Yeah. You have to have a big group, of te- a great team. And those 48-hour films make, I mean, it's like a kind of a bonding experience. So then when I hit them up to do free work for me for a <laughs> movie that's going to take more than 48 hours, it's easier. No. Yeah, they, they like they trust me a little bit more. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> yeah, man, that's cool. Damn, that's really cool. Um, so yeah, and we talked a little bit. I think it was before the podcast about you know I play music and stuff, and yeah. I, I'm dipping my toes obviously into the the uh, scoring thing. I'd love to work with you in the future, man. Dude, let's your do stuff. it. It's Happening. super high quality. I wanted to ask you about your cameras. Okay, like what do you? Yeah, what do you? So yeah, here's the here, so here, nice. Here's the beautiful thing. Like I, we keep this on a down low because it could affect us with film festivals, but we use DSLR cameras still. And uh, I've ran into, it's funny, because like this last movie I did, I worked with a high-end stunt team, helped us out. And when he came on set, we were using the DSLRs. And do you guys know what those are? Yep. yep. They're, they're basically well, they're just photo cameras, man. The, like the best a oh, photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they shoot video now. Yeah. Insane. Right. And, and you get great lenses on there, and it kicks ass. But when the stunt guy came in. And he's worked on lots of stuff, and he was, and he, he didn't tell me this, but he told Will, who was kind of our connection with this guy, and he was questioning our cameras when he rolled in because we had three <laughs> DSLR cameras. Wow! And he, yeah, because that's, I mean, what I've learned though, I, if you can master the camera, the beauty's in those lenses. Yeah, you know. But mm. I, and I've been doing it forever. Once again, I talk shit about the wedding business, but one thing I did learn is I've mastered the DSLR camera, like mastered it. So if you get me good lighting, and that you saw, it looks pretty great on the big screen, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks, it looks like yeah. a red camera, oh, yeah. which I, I kind of take pride in, because this round, I was going to go to the 4K. <laughs> I went to a lot of festivals two years ago, and uh, I mean, I noticed the upgrade, but I didn't take the leap only because I, I would, I'm so comfortable with DSLR cameras that I know with a quick, I mean, I have three, four days to shoot, right? I, I know I won't mess anything up when I get back. When I import it, I know that footage is going to be solid. If I would have switched cameras, risky, because my team hasn't used it yet. Yeah. You know, no one's used it, so it was like, oh, my God, do I risk upgrading the camera and then running into learning curves? Right. You know, especially because th- this last script was kind of like my baby for the last three years, and I didn't want to jack it up because I decided to upgrade camera <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then not yeah. notice it. <laughs> yeah. Now, you said it could p- possibly mess you up with film festivals. On, only only because not the not the movie itself uh-huh. but li- lots of no, you're getting 8000 submissions right so and i don't know the pro- who knows how it really works 
But, the, you know, they're reading all your information that you fill out on your press kit. Oh, okay. And so it, they're looking oh, at the And if they're looking at set photos, right, of yeah. us, and they see us using DSLRs, it just, the bar drops. Okay. Yeah. Another thing yeah. that hurts is when you put mm. low budgets in there, because they ask for your budget. And just to put in perspective how ridiculous this shit can cost, the smallest amount for when you're putting... And you're, when you're filling out the forms for submissions, it's, it starts at fifteen grand. Like, that's the smallest. So if you put anything below $15,000, you're killing yourself before they even watch they it. They won't take you seriously. Because they're shoving it aside. Exactly. And it's the same with the equipment. If they, if they see, like, for this last movie I did, I'm, I'm making sure all the set photos never show the cameras. Uh-huh. And as much as I take pride in it, I don't want someone to go, oh. They're not using a red camera? Yeah. yeah. We're not watching this movie. It sucks, <laughs> but it's just the facts. What you know? a trip wow. that uh-huh. is. Yeah, dude, totally. Hmm. Huh. But yeah, but DSLR cameras, man, they kick yeah. ass. If well, you, obviously you know how to do. use them, dude, they can do great. And like M, no, actually M, we use the 6D, but Bouquet of Consequence, yep. which looks pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah it looks it pretty did, yeah. similar to the other yeah. ones. Shot it on a Rebel. Oh, okay. The Rebel camera, that's like an $800 camera, man. <laughs> <laughs> with, wow. a 50, with a $100 50-millimeter lens for like 80% of it. A, a little plastic lens, fixed lens. But dude, shallow depth of field. Yeah. It's huge. That fuzzy yeah. background Jeez, in the back nuts, makes everything. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, you, dude, d- yeah. you definitely got a knack for it. Um, Thanks, dude. So wh- I, obviously I told you before I didn't get a chance to check out nearly as much of your stuff as I wanted to. Um, kind of walk through some of the, the major movies you've done and like what are they... Uh, the one there's the one I yeah. watched was like a M. So M M uh, M and Bokeh of Consequence are the most successful. Uh, M got top two hundred Project Greenlight. What was cool about that is like usually those contests online are kind of a joke. It's like popularity contest, yeah. dude who gets his friends to vote and everything. But what was cool about yeah, this one totally. is you submitted it and then I never saw it. And how it worked is the only way you could vote is if you became a Project Greenlight member which again people could work their way around that yeah but that was step one but then what was great it was a random each person could only vote for three movies so like when i went on there i didn't i couldn't vote for mine i got three movies sent to me and that's what i voted for oh, so it was random but what was cool about that is it made it seem a lot more legit that i made the top 200 because i mean it was random as hell like it was stranger signing up for the hbo you know you vote for yeah. the movie it was like five questions that's and dope. I mean, yeah, so that was sweet. Did you get to see any uh, viewers' feedback? Uh, not for this one. And I think okay. that's probably better, too, because that gets pretty ridiculous also. Yeah. When they let people, like, we, <laughs> I, I did the Dorito Super Bowl commercial like six years ago or yep. whatever, you know, the <laughs> Crash the Super Bowl contest that yeah. they do every year. And that got so ridiculous. I mean, the finalist that they picked was legit. But if you read the feedback, I mean, it's just the people that are spamming it, and they're it's a bunch <laughs> of shit talk. I know? think someone won the contest from where I live, not where I used to live, which was North Carolina. I think Carrie or Raleigh. Nice. Which one was? Which year? This last year? No, this is uh, probably three or four years ago. I remember being a big deal. Was it the one with the little North dog Carolina. that runs through the door? Can't remember. I have to look it up. <laughs> I know, that, that's the one that well, won my year. That's the only reason uh, I know. <laughs> I actually like the one this year. No, they were great. The Doritos are great. They're the, always great. The top they're actually, five are They're solid, actually man. catching a lot of shit behind the pregnant one. Did you guys see the pregnant it's, one? It was funny. That man. shit yeah. was hilarious. It was good. It was good. Yeah. And they're catching a lot of slack because of- It was sexist, they said. No, they said premature, 
pre- Doritos. You didn't see the Dorito commercial where the guy was. It's the ultrasound, and they're moving yeah. the chip, and the baby moves with the chip. Oh, right. And then she pops out at the right, end. Right, yeah, right, she, right. The, the, the mom takes the chip and <laughs> throws it out of the dad's hand and throws She was like, I can't believe you're doing this. She throws it, and next thing you know, it's like she screams. Like you can see the baby getting ready to come out in the <laughs> ultrasound. Yeah, it was pretty good. But I'll tell you what, bad, <laughs> bad criticism sometimes, they do it themselves. Yeah, it's unbelievable publicity. Bad re- yeah, bad yeah press. that's right. They're yeah. talking about their commercial. They're yeah, like, <laughs> no, the whole no bad press concept. Right? Yeah, hell yeah, so. man, absolutely. But yeah, so what was that? M. Okay. M. Most successful. It also got best uh, local short film last year at nice. the Mile High Horror Film Festival, which was awesome. Nice. And then uh, Bokeh of Consequence <coughs> was like that was the first time I really took it seriously as far as like okay let's. Let's put a little money into this, right? This isn't forty-eight hour movies. Like, let's yeah. let's write a really good script. Let's get really solid actresses and actors in here. No, you you're involved in the whole process. Yeah, that man. was one thing. I actually, I kind of wanted to get that. We'll go yeah. through the movies uh-huh. too, but yeah. you do everything, right? It seems like a lot yeah. of it. I got a sweet team, but I yeah, a bouquet of consequence. I had somebody help me write the screenplay, which okay. was nice. But yeah, editing. I have two guys that run camera with me, but I'm the director of photography, and then I'll edit everything after the fact, and then I direct it, and then a lot of the producing. I have a couple people that help me produce, and producing is like getting locations, yeah, making calls, but I usually find myself doing a lot of that also. <laughs> set designer at all? You kind of handle uh, that yourself as yeah, well? Yeah, set design. Yeah. That's the thing that we're building on. Like This last movie took that a lot more seriously. Because before, that's a whole other animal, right? Set design. Yeah, yeah. To where it's almost like if you find a sweet location where someone's going to let you take it over, you just jump on that shit. Yeah, But that's yeah. like independent, low-budget movie to where right. in the future, you would love it to be like, yeah, man, this the set is going to look exactly like it looks in my head. Yeah. Opposed to, oh, this house is pretty cool. Let's just use it. That'll right. Do. Yeah, right. That'll do. Back back to the cutting corners, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Yep, 2010. Yep. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, there's something about a dog, underdog or something commercial. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five, five. That, I think that was the same year that I was in it. Really? Yeah, but dude, we didn't get far. We just, we were on the website. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your, what we was your... I, I think it's a cool commercial, but it was like, so uh, three dudes' car breaks down, like in the in a farm town, and they're uh-huh. on a, their way to a business meeting, and they're freaking out, and then they hear like a party in the distance, and they're like, what's that noise? From that ranch, you know, and then they go the down cool there and there's a bunch of hot chicks <laughs> dancing in the bar. <laughs> and they start already. dancing with the chicks, you know, and they're yeah. like loving it. And then at the end, they're like, what time was our sales presentation? And they're like, presentation? What presentation? You know, and they're <laughs> yeah. chilling with the chicks. And then it's Cool Ranch, right? Like Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, that's the awesome. Cool Ranch. Wait a minute. Get the fuck out of here. I've seen a commercial recently oh, about no. some guys sitting, some guys, their car breaks down. I swear to God. I just saw this recently. About they made a pun on Cool Ranch. They straight ripped you. I don't off. know. Yeah. I, I have to find <laughs> this. Motherfuckers. And they they miss they miss their meeting or they miss their presentation or something like that. And there's a guy that like they all have suits on, and by the time they he's shoot got that suit the, over his head. Has he's like got the, a, I thought he had like a tie around his head. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. You might, maybe you were watching my stuff because that's it. He's got this. Yeah, the one dude has oh, the. It was a black dude. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. 
Yeah, that's so, Jeremiah. Where the hell did I I'm see really that? hoping that oh, his shit you watched. Because <laughs> if not, we're going to find these guys. <laughs> and sue the shit out sue of them. If it came out after well, actually, uh, we gotta 2010. We've got to get an attorney first. Anybody yeah, want right. to do pro yeah. bono? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Attorneys cost money, guys. <laughs> money that I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> Good job stealing my video, guys. Very smart. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Couldn't have done it to anybody more broker. Uh, <laughs> but now, yeah, but the Cool Ranch thing, that's, but I think uh, what I learned genius, from, the, from those Doritos commercials, man, they're looking for like simple. Mm. It was too complex. And mm. contests, man, it's, contests are hard. Yeah. yeah. You do them, you got to do them for the fun of it and not to try to win. Yeah, well, I was going to say, we've talked about it many times when you try to have competitions when it comes to <laughs> art, it's a very weird territory Ooh. to get into. Yep. And you hit it right on the head. It's a matter of what are you after. If you're really just trying to win the competition, who knows what you're going to come up with. But if you're just having fun with it, you're more likely. Yeah, and it's like playing the lottery. Better. I mean, you have a chance to win. So you do. Yeah. It. yeah. But, but it's, exactly. it's so right, tough, right. man. But you don't win unless you submit. Exactly. You That's exactly. true, too. Okay. So you do lots of shit. We covered that. So lots of shit. M is for Martin. Uh, and okay, okay of consequences. consequences. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it was like the first serious movie. Like we got a. We got a pretty amazing house at first, but then after we were there for a day and a half, they cut that shit out. <laughs> so I uh, had to move from there. But uh, that movie got into six film festivals, which was pretty sweet. Because film festivals oh. are brutal, man. Like what I've learned once I went into the more submitting to film festivals, so sucky, man, because you just get destroyed. So do you, and you travel to all these film festivals? I didn't go to all of them because it's okay. too expensive. I went to L.A. for one. Uh-huh. Uh, I almost went to Philly because that's where we won the only award that we got. Okay. But again, too expensive. And then there was two local ones here. Okay. So I got to go to those. But the it's amazing. The one that I went to LA, I met two incredible guys out there. That Like one dude, his uh, short film won like 100 awards. Oh, jeez. But, but I was telling you guys before we started, his short film cost like $90,000. Oh, my <laughs> Yeah, for God. 20 minutes. And his, But his stunt team was the Pirates of the Caribbean stunt team working oh, on it. Oh, no oh, it's sick, man. Oh. It's such an amazing short. <laughs> but what, what I learned about it, which is crazy, because like, the scene here is not... and it probably, I, Music, I think, is actually a little better in Colorado, but the, the film scene here, like, lots of cool people, but I, I just I don't like their, uh, their take when you go to like a group event. And I learned it a lot at the 48-hour contest because uh-huh. that's, like, that's where all the film people would go. And like the first year, me and my buddy Bill were like, all right, we're going to network. This is going to be great. We had never done it before. Let's go network. And learned really fast that nobody wanted Everybody's to network. Shady. They want, well, it's shady. It's, wow. I wouldn't say shady. Cutthroat? Just like, well, not even cutthroat because okay. no one's done anything, right? It's like a bunch <laughs> yeah. of people that have done nothing. <laughs> to where it should be the biggest area to network right. because no one's done anything. Right. But it was this big competitive circle to where when you're talking to someone and they're hanging, yeah, they're talking to you, but you can tell that they're like judging theirs versus yours, which I'm never about. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you're really good mm. light. You did really good lighting in yeah. that scene. And you're like, dude, let's not critique the movie. Let's just enjoy ourselves and figure stuff out. So then I go to LA and I meet Brian, who's like as legit as I've ever met before. Yeah. Now, you would think that guy might be kind of a. Uh, deservingly so and i want to talk to me because i'm this hack from colorado <laughs> and he's been unbelievable with me and he's like for this the new movie i just finished he's given me unbelievable advice on where to submit to festivals the because my last time it was just sloppy i didn't know what the hell i was doing <laughs> like told me the which festivals to hit first why to hit them he's just been amazing and i i, I just cool, thought it dude. was kind of funny that that's really the, the more the more legit you get i don't know maybe 
because they've succeeded. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and you know who said that too? Another guest of ours, Leslie. Leslie Tom, our, uh, she was talking singer. about music. She's talking about music. Yeah. And she said the same thing, yeah. essentially, that out here in Colorado, because she said the Nashville machine. Out in Nashville, you know, she had people that, you know, would, you know, work with her, collaborate with her, yeah. songwrite with her, and everything like that. But here in Colorado, she went to like a film festival, not a film, um, a music, music festival, festival singer yeah, songwriter yeah. festival in yeah. Crescent Butte. And she said the same thing happened. Like everything was, everyone was being like, to their selves and well, see, I I think at what I I mean I don't know what it is but I think it's because nobody has made it you know from here yeah right yeah. so they just want to be the best music wise though we we have I yeah mean, I know yeah some big acts come out <laughs> absolutely of Denver. no Denver music scene yeah but, but think about it if you go to like a small music thing where one republic isn't at right and it's <laughs> you know what i mean but i i think it's just any I, I bet it's everywhere it's not just colorado i think if you go to anything that's independent and everyone there hasn't made it i think their mindset is i have to be better than you so no. when you're talking to them they're like if i'm going to succeed i have to be better than this person this which is completely yeah. wrong which what, what comes first the chicken or the egg right is that environment created from that mentality i think that's yeah. exactly what it is it's like mm -hmm. if you're gonna if you have that mentality then we've talked about it on the podcast you've been here for plenty of this tyson it's like we're trying to build community in uh -huh. everything that we do yeah. and if you want to have success that's how you do it and it's yes. not it's not absolutely every yeah. man for himself and who's gonna be the top dog and, and that's why Br then you get to Brian who has made I mean he's made it he did like uh, Angels and Airways music videos okay right yep. he's he's successful and I think that maybe is why he's more open because yeah. he doesn't have to prove anything right and, he's and I think, help me out and I think that's kind of the secret is that you got to have that mentality before you make it yeah. you have uh -huh. to have the mentality that you've already made it because you're not in it to have that success if you if you're in it for that success it makes you very individualized yep. uh -huh. then you're gonna be pushing people out of the way and oh i, I don't want that yes, person to succeed yes, that's gonna yeah, hurt me exactly that's exactly yeah. what it is man exactly <laughs> that's what gonna it is. keep you unsuccessful that's all no that's absolutely do, yeah and, and it'll put too much pressure on you like yeah I, I would be lying if five years ago i wasn't like wanting to win everywhere i went yeah. like the 48 <laughs> no, hour right, right the 48 hour fest i wasn't doing those to to work with my team i wanted to win it yeah, which is a bad attitude, man, because it puts too much pressure on it. Then you lose, and then you're bitching about, oh, this is political, yada 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 yada. Making excuses, <laughs> making excuses, yeah. because yep. that's another thing you learn with all art. Like it's easy to play the political card, or yeah. mine was great, but what I've learned, even even Shawshank Redemption, right? Like the greatest movie ever, people hate it. Because it's art. Like, you can't, not every, no one will can't like please it. Artists can't please, it's impossible. Art is subjective. Impossible to please everybody. So, but see, that's, that's one thing I learned from those yeah. damn 48 hours, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, then that's how you do it. Cause I've been, I'm same way. Music's been exactly the same, the same boat bro. before songwriting competitions, the whole nine yards where your objective is to win. And it takes going through that. And for me personally, it, it's going through that process, losing, doing that thing, making those excuses, yep. being pissed off, whatever. Yes. Oh, it's all crap. And then trying to walk away and realizing, well, I can't walk away. And then eventually you figure yeah. out, I can't walk away because this is a passion of mine. Exactly. And then as soon as I stop worrying about all this other shit and competing with people, I'm going to have a lot more fun no you're doing it better. for the exactly yeah. the right reason yeah absolutely man and the, i think the work will probably benefit from it yeah you know i'm beginning to think trying to get through all your movies maybe was a mistake here <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we're ever gonna get through <laughs> right. it's only five so, so, so bokeh of consequence right <laughs> but, but no but that, that's like the only two legit ones the 48 hour ones are yeah you know dude i mean the process is cool with 48 but bokeh uh I like the bouquet, do you? I like the story in that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. Yeah. I, I think the problem with that one 
is it kind of has an identity crisis a little bit. Like, is it a thriller or is it a horror movie? Like, yeah. what the hell was it? But again, a lot of corners were cut on that. Like, we lost our main house, house location. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal, bro. Yeah, Mid-Lizard in the middle, filming? yes. Oh, yeah. my God. And we had a whole... S- so, you've seen the movie, right? Yep. You know, in the, the room with the chains on the ceiling and shit? I yeah. mean, it's a little over the top, man, I'll be honest. <laughs> but originally, man, the movie was supposed to be... The house we were filming in had an amazing garage in the back. Like, dude, like, talk about set design. We wouldn't have had to do shit. It was this creepy back garage where the husband, always he's always working out there every night. And then she goes back there and he, you know, kills her. Officer. But we lost that. So then we're like, dude, how? And then we had this barn we had to use that was not, didn't have those elements. And it's like, dude, how are we going to spice this up? So did you, you had to start over then? No. So... We had to reshoot the bedroom. We got the bathroom scene filmed already, which was good. And, uh, like, there's a scene in a hallway where they see the little girl. We got that filmed, but everything in the bedroom, we had filmed half of it. So, yeah, we had to, we had to found a new bedroom, had to refilm all of that. But the thing that sucked is the, the first house was so perfect because the window in the bedroom looked out at the garage. And there were scenes where she wakes up and you see his silhouette so out working. Perfect, yeah. It was so perfect, man. And we lost it. Do you mind? Can I ask what happened? Why we lost it? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's fine. So what happened is, and this again, everyone's working for free, so it's a little laid back on set. (laughs) And my my fear was it was going too slow, right? And and one thing about the directors get all the time is it's the dude that wants to be there all night, and everyone else wants to kick my ass because it's like, (laughs) dude, it's fucking three a.m. We gotta go. (laughs) So let him go, and it pushed into the second day, and he let us shoot that second day in the morning. And I was giving him, I, I put his family up on like a Holiday Inn or something like that. And then he was cool when we left. But I told uh, Bill, who was working on it with me, I was like, dude, he might not call us back. I just got this weird vibe because once you leave there, you never know. That's why I, I, I wanted to finish everything. But, dude, people wanted to leave or whatever. And they're like, oh, no, he's cool, man. They let us come back. And, of course, just ignored me. I haven't talked to him since. Oh, <laughs> man. Still Sorry, friends with him brother. on Facebook, Ooh. though. <laughs> <laughs> he's still my friend on Facebook. I don't know what that means. Occasionally yeah. you say happy birthday to him every year. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the auto happy birthday. Remember yeah. when that was? <laughs> yeah. Back when there was like that thing that would just wish everyone happy birthday. And I'd be like, oh, shit, I don't even know that person. I didn't yeah. know that was They probably thing. think I'm some stalker. <laughs> I said happy birthday to someone I don't even know. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I didn't know Facebook used to have that yeah it was way back and i must have signed up through it so i don't even know how but i people it would say you wished so-and-so happy birthday (laughs) sometimes it worked out great because it was like oh what a good friend yeah but then like someone that you you know it's like a casual person you say happy birthday to them and they're probably going who the hell is this oh man that's hilarious but yeah that that was definitely a challenge and i'll I'll, I'll do one here's a funny ass story with 48 so we were filming uh did you see dead vengeance yep yeah, right. So we're in. We go to this shitty hotel on uh, Colfax, and a buddy got it for us. Like, talk to the manager and let us film there, right? So we're like, hell yeah, just a dumpy place. Will, Will's in that one too, right? Will's in that yeah, one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's crazy ass in that. Yeah. So we get this hotel, and we, but obviously we lied to the owner when we were going to use it. So we get there, like, because you don't even get the genre, and then you have to like type. So we got there at about eleven at night, and we start filming destroy the inside of that place i mean don't ruin it but you know lift beds up and shit to make room for lighting and uh we finished the scene and uh the manager had come over to us one time and was like you guys got to speed it up 
And I'm thinking, oh, dude, once we get inside, who gives a shit? We can be here till 4 a.m. He'll never know. So we, because we were filming outside first, so we get the outside stuff done. We move inside, and our lead actors just like sitting out smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and we're like filming, and I look out there. Manager is in his shit, like oh, screaming no. at him, man. And we're like, oh shit, <laughs> Dan's in trouble. Then he starts banging on the window. I mean, this owner was making mm. a complete scene at this place, man. Waking wow. everyone up. It's like 1 a.m. Gets in our shit. Of course, kicked us out. <laughs> so we and we didn't finish. So then we <laughs> had to. How was his deal? What was he, dude? Just wow. a crazy, just a crazy ass dude, man. Crazy. So that was pretty hilarious, getting kicked out of that place. Wow. And, and, it, and I mean, it was the heart of Colfax there, man. So he was a, <laughs> that, he was kind of a scary hotel owner, man. He was like a big guy, like, oh shit, we're leaving. Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> oh my so that god. Sucked. That's intense. So then we had to finish off the movie at like an apartment, but it worked out okay. <laughs> it did. It worked. You didn't notice that it was two spots. No, I did. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, baby. Wow. You had no idea it was two different no. locations. That's no. awesome, man. Yeah, but that was pretty hilarious, dude. That dude was pissed. Pissed. Wow. The reality of guerrilla filmmaking, man. Yeah. No, no <laughs> doubt. It makes me ask this question, which I think I already know the answer to. Have you ever had a film that everything just went exactly how you envisioned it and what you wanted? Not not just location, but just everything. Just I think the last one I did, make this new one. That's why I'm so proud of it, I yeah. think. No corners cut. I can truly say it. Yeah. And, and there name, was, What's the name it's, of it? It shows. Uh, a hero in all of us. And it shows because me and uh, Tyson, we checked it out, dude. And and like I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, We've been trying. I've been trying to get this guy here for over yeah, baby. over a year, man. But we needed something to talk about. I, <laughs> I didn't want to just come on. Now we got my new my new movie, man. So, yeah. but no, was, when we went there, dude, I'm telling you, like it, it's a it's a tearjerker, man. No joke. This movie and uh, a drama, scary, yeah. Drama. Yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it has content to it. It's good. The the like you said, the lighting is good. The audio is good. The stunt was awesome. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Um, but yeah, it's. I wish you could have saw a dollar. I wish well, you I can still see it, right? Or not, not for a while. while. Not for a while because <laughs> we'll see if we get into the festival that we have. We're looking decent. Yeah. If we get in that, then it's, I mean, it won't go live, but we can, you know, we can start showing people, but they're mm. really weird about the premiere so, shit. So explain to people the, the point of the festival. It's not just for exposure i mean there's big things that could potentially come out of these festivals right? <laughs> there is but i mean like i said brian right he's a great example of I, it can be kind of like he can be it's kind of discouraging because he's he's got to the peak of the short film festival shit you know and he still hasn't made that feature film but to answer your question absolutely like these festivals can you you can get people to fund a feature and that's like the goal because well, you can't do that shit for cheap. Like, you can do short films and you yeah. can get away with it, but to do a feature film that isn't going to be shit, it doesn't matter how many people are working for free. I mean, just, it's three weeks of shooting, it's going to cost thousands. Because I just read mm. a, a story about uh, a movie coming out called Birth of a Nation. Okay. And basically the guy showed it at the film festival, and I think he said all night long he was negotiating, I think, with Sony. Uh, and they pretty much did a, I don't know if it was 35 or $65 million deal or something. They, they bought it's, it. No, it's huge. Well, yeah, so if you go feature, so I do short films, right? Uh -huh. So short films, man, uh, this is why my wife wants to kill me all the time. Like, they really are just glorified calling cards, right? The, to distribute a short film, 
probably not going to happen. But what your goal is, you want to be able to make that feature. Because now if you bring a feature into film festivals, whole nother animal. Just like the movie you're talking about. Like lots of people will make a feature film on their production company or produce it or whatever. And we're still talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, by the way. Like low budget movie is mm -hmm. like a million bucks. Seriously. It's insane, right? Yeah. Like that movie you're talking about, it's probably a super low budget flick. But it was I don't know. I don't, I don't, actually, the guy was pretty, he's a pretty well known actor. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can look it up. He, he yeah, look pretty, it up while we're here. And he funded it himself okay apparently and but it, i mean it was probably was, like 10 mil yeah, and that's a low low budget movie right yeah but, what, but the process is you make a sweet feature and then if you get into like S sundance especially is really known for that sundance gets lots of movies that haven't been bought yet yeah and that's the purpose you get in sundance and then it's going to be a scramble somebody's going to buy it for millions and then they'll push it and then of course they'll put their logo at the front of it yeah Right. Yeah, the guy actually wrote it and starred in it, Nate Parker. Yeah, yeah. Is it called The Birth of a Nation, you said? Yeah. So it's a 2016, yeah. So it's a no, remake. No, 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 no. It's not a remake. He just took the title because oh. the original Birth of a Nation was a very racist flick. Right. It's like back in the 30s or 40s. Yeah, when you said like it, I was that. like, that's ringing a bell. What the Yeah. Huh? He took the title and... Uh, uh, okay. He wrote the movie. He was the lead star or what have you, lead actor. And Sundance, baby. That's Yeah, yeah. And it's he huge. got picked up, incredible dude. That that night apparently. Wait, have you guys watched Entourage? Yeah, it's an it's a great <laughs> educational tool for how that stuff works. <laughs> yeah, like when they did Medellin. Did you see those yes. episodes? And they go to the festival and they have a really sweet movie trailer, and everyone wants to buy it before they even watch the movie because they're like they want to jump on it. Yep. And then the shitty director's like, "No way, it's a great movie. We're gonna screen it first. <laughs> and then the movie sucked, sucks, and then yep. nobody wanted to watch <laughs> yeah. the movie. After that. <laughs> But that happens. It does. Like Fox bought this movie for. Um, they bought the worldwide rights for seventeen point five mil. Amazing, dude. So I wonder how much it costs to, to make it. Well, that's what it costs to buy the rights. Yeah, seventy point five. Imagine the budget. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hmm. Now, that's insane. I had never realized that before. Uh, how even like the low budget indie films and things like mm -hmm. that are low budgets. Yeah, yeah, and like, uh, oh god, I'm I'm drawing a blank. But there's like there's a couple big studios that that's what they do. You know, like Universal and them, they'll make they usually make their own. They don't go out to Sundance and try to buy films. Yeah, right, right. but like I think, God, I don't want to. Miramax might be one of them where that's they go to or. Who who bought that one? Fox. 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 Yeah, and they, and lots of these studios have littler studios. That's another thing that's crazy. You see all these different logos, but dude, it's owned by like five companies, and yeah. they just have yeah. smaller yeah. companies yeah. doing yeah. it. Oh yeah. But yeah, they. I mean, they just get rich off of going somehow sweet so movies, spending he, seventeen mil, and then making a hundred mil. It's nasty bastards. That's nasty like, uh, bastards. It's like man. it reminds me of music. It's the same. It's like the old music industry's changing a lot now too. But it, that's definitely what it was. It was people just making shit tons of money. Tons. I don't know who. If I've never known anybody like that that might have made a lot of money in the music industry and wasn't an artist or a player. Or <laughs> the people like that, that aren't artists are the ones that actually make the most money. <laughs> that's the crazy part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, it, Tyson you know. was on our podcast originally yeah. uh, as uh, he was uh, deep in the payola in the music industry. Uh oh. And so we he kind of talked. That's why his name's Tyson yeah. on the show. And it's different, not on the show, but. Uh, but yeah, so it, it is. That's that's crazy to hear. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised yeah. that it's that way. And if they spent 17 million for that, they're probably expecting to make like a hundred. That's how much they rape people. So that, yeah, it said his budget. <laughs> he had a 10 million dollar production budget, but yep. he had investors like Tony Parker, uh, the actual the basketball player Tony Sweet. Parker, 
and Michael Finley, a guy who he's a retired ball player. I think he played yeah. for the Spurs too. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a couple of investors that. So how's he connected to, he to just uh, basketball? basketball yeah, that's crazy. He, I, I think he basically invited these guys out to dinner. He's wow. not a well-known actor, but he got a dinner opportunity, uh-huh. and he basically, I was reading this story, and he basically said, this is the movie that you need to invest in, and blah, blah, blah. He said he basically said, if you Sold. don't, you're going you're mm-hmm. to lose out. On yeah. an opportunity. Well, see that what's awesome the whole process of funding movies that's where short films come into play too. Like lots of people will make a short film that's like just a short from a a big feature. Like if we use that for example, he might have made a short film that he could show Tony Parker and he says, mm. "Look, I made this. This is the script for this. Yeah. We can all get rich from it." Yeah. And, I, and I think yeah. that's that's kind of the process yeah. I I would take with short films, right? If someone yeah. asked me like what the ultimate goal would be from it, it would be build the brand. So if I was sitting across from Tony Parker and pitching him something, I'm not just like every other hack that's pitching something. Just right? talking. I, yeah, I could be like, look, you like my story, but now let me show you. Like, I've done legitimate stuff. I've been taken seriously. Your investment is worth it because it becomes business, man. It's yeah, a business decision. Yeah. They have to trust you. Yeah. You, you know what I actually saw from your short film, too? was a series of commercials i really didn't at the be- at the beginning there no no from your short from your oh. short film because it's, it's it's about essentially recovering or 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 picking yourself up or someone helping pick yourself up pick you up from yeah baby hell yeah from domestic Love to hear that. absolutely yeah and i and i saw i said man you know my wheels were turning i said this this could be a series of commercials for domestic violence it wouldn't obviously wouldn't be the entire short film yeah but it would be a commercial and at the end of the short at the end of the commercial you know to see the entire film website you know what i mean like i I saw i literally saw several and it like it struck home i'm pretty sure you can find several clips that you can take from the movie and create commercials for domestic violence and 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 I mean, it's, it's unfortunately. I mean, these these agencies, these companies, they pay. It's like PETA. You know, I think I read PETA saved like five dogs last year, some shit like that. <laughs> but wow. but with domestic <laughs> violence, you know, you have these hotlines and no absolute organizations. Dude, you know that, what I mean? That route is an absolute route. Like, originally going in, I didn't want to make, like, a in-your-face domestic violence movie right, because right. I'm not even in the position to do that, right? Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it is there, and a definite uh, promotional tour, tool down the road, you could hit a lot of those organizations up yeah, and say, look, I think yeah. this is strong. I think the message, right? Yep. It, it, the message is about getting up, right? Right, right. And, yeah, man. And one particular mm. scene, and I'm not going to give it away, but one yeah. particular scene that comes to mind is when um, the female is on the ground, the guy is standing over, and the kid is looking. That that scene, to me, would easily be... You can look at that scene and see what the hell is happening without any, any vocals. All encompassed. Well, see, that's what I love about the movie, man. And you, you guys can tell me because you saw it. But I think... What I love about it, you're saying there no dialogue there. I think the strongest parts of the movie have zero dialogue in it. 
Right. Right. Like, right. You don't need to be spoon fed with a bunch of shit. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'm going to be very frank with you. I went in very skeptical. Mike was like, hey, man, you want to go to this premiere? And, and you hear people all the time, you know, oh, absolutely. Do things bro. and you go in and you're <laughs> like, what the fuck? But <laughs> yeah, no. Totally. I went in. I, I did. I was basically going in as your sub. Yeah. But I went in and I had no expectations. I just thought, you know, this may be a, a shitty movie. I mean, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to be no, very, no. very honest. Absolutely, I'm being man. very honest. Yes, yes, absolutely. But let me tell you, when I watched this thing, man, it was like, it was, it, it was when Mike says tearjerker. It was like I had to look away from the screen a couple of times, like to prevent myself. I'm like, damn it, incredible, Mike, dude. Mike can't That's see, incredible to hear. Man. Mike can't see me cry. There's, there's <laughs> no fucking way he's gonna see a tear drop out of. I mean, this is seriously how I felt, and. The actor, not the actress, she was great as well, but the actor in the movie, you know who I'm talking about? Will, yeah. No, no. The, the act, well, is Will... Long-haired. No, yeah. no, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Oh. The, the actor. His that would be son? my son, bro. I, son. I thought about asking you, where is he taking acting lessons? Because... He kills it, right? I said, my, my daughter <laughs> needs to go to that acting school because he was... <laughs> Tony, he was... When I tell no, you he, he was that strong man... I mean, it. This kid was. I'm like, dude, that's like, unbelievable this kid here, bro. To move, he, Tyson is a brutally honest person. No, this he is amazing. To, move man. to Hollywood, like I, I was seriously like, <laughs> like, like what? Like his acting in this movie was so just real. The word you look for is natural. Yeah, yeah. It well, was see, natural. It's amazing. You I don't say even that. know if he had a script because well, it, yeah, if he did, well, I'd, that, be, I'd be. Yeah, that's what's so great, and that a lot went into that, and it was scary. And another reason why I think a lot of people were like you going into the theater. Because anyone associated with me, they're going, oh, Trav put his kid in a movie. This is going to be... <laughs> oh, that'll be cute. Yeah, How cute is that going to be? Right? Yeah, yeah, right? What yeah. are you doing? But uh, I could have got a kid actor, but I, I wanted to have complete control, right? Manipulate. Like, all that I've learned from with kid acting and just from the history of movies, like... The beauty of working with kids, if you have full control, is you can manipulate and get natural shit, right? You can't do that with adult actors because, I mean, it doesn't matter what you say, how you twist it, how much they get into care. I mean, that's what makes the great actors, I think, is they can go there, but it's really hard to go there. But with Austin, I could get him there, you know, so you can, it's like genuine, like it is, yeah. it's very natural. Like the shit's yeah. going wow. on and you're like, oh my I God. I mean, it was, it was. It had it, to be, it, man, he had to do it or the movie would have fell flat on its yeah. face. You never felt like any point, at any point, that he was acting. That's that, how good he was. your son? Uh, eight. That's eight, how yeah, good he was. But I mean, what's like, great seriously. about it too, now, and he ha it had to be because with kids especially, if you have a, a, a bad actor, Right. You can get taken out of it. And if you get taken out of it, done. It doesn't matter how great the story is, man. If you, oh, he's acting good, just like music we were talking earlier, yep. or sound. If you get taken out of it, you're done. So that's what was so scary about this movie in the first place is that it was resting on the hands of an eight-year-old. <laughs> and not only resting on the hands of an eight-year-old, he had to seem broken. Yeah. Because if he didn't, yeah. like the scene in the kitchen... If he wasn't broken when his mom, like, you you know, yeah, she, yeah. she, she kind of, in, in the end, she's not turning on him, but at the time, he's right. like, holy shit, mom, really? Right. And he had to be broken? Right. Or that does not work. And yeah. I think there was a scene where he was crying. 
That's the same. But yeah, that's seemed, that it, scene. It, it seemed like it was just. It seemed like it was in one take too. I mean, maybe it wasn't. Maybe there was some editing. I love that here. you don't know. See, that's another yeah, seamless yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't even realize. Yeah, it was. It was that. That's what I'm saying. Like Tony, yeah. it was. I there can't was wait no, to see it. and Damn I told, and I told, dude, I mean, this is amazing to hear, though, bro. This yeah, is awesome. No, yeah, this. I mean, I'm not gonna sugarcoat. It. And I told Will, and I didn't know who he was. I said, "You had me live it with you, which means that you did your job." Hell yeah, man. Yep, absolutely. And, and, but your kid in that movie, this should be almost like his audition tape for if he wants to pursue this for many other ventures dude, I, that, that, well, that's, because i i was your kid your kid's amazing man dude appreciate I, and, it, I, and i and i and i do have to ask you i'm gonna put you on a fucking spot yeah do it is he taking acting lessons no he never did never he's never acted in his life before this wow yeah never but i think that is kind <laughs> totally, of I mean, his walk like i yeah, look, no, you're I right his walking like, when he's come from the school bus natural good. yeah uh-huh. i mean like him getting off the bus i mean this is like it, amazing it was like to the hear cameras were there and he didn't know the cameras were there so we're gonna have to keep track of when this movie really actually is released fully and people yeah. can yeah. see it because absolutely people yeah. hear this and want to be yeah. i'm dying to see it at this yeah. point well sure. what, what, it's funny because like again you never know with film festivals right like that's why we celebrated it with a private screening because everybody busts their ass and you want to celebrate it because once it goes into festivals it would be nothing until, but it is yeah. funny i was talking to my wife and uh if it were to get lucky and it snagged a decent festival, I told my wife that really the one person out of all of that shit, more than me, more than anybody else, it's probably going to be Austin. Hands that, down. Yeah, that people are going to go, holy shit, that little kid sucked me in. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I know a couple yeah. people have said it. They're like, dude, wow. Your kid's gonna be the one that fucking yeah. makes it, not you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, but you know what? That but, but, but but that's not a failure. It's not a failure. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Man. Yeah, and, now, and and the actress in the movie, she was. Yeah, Allison is amazing yeah, too. Yeah. That's what. That's the thing too that I noticed. Work Allison more than, and I've worked with a lot of talented people, and and I think Austin has it too, which was fortunate because you don't know because it's your own kid, but there's people that are like engaging instantly mm-hmm. like right when she gets on the screen she had there's something about her i think mm-hmm. that you're just it's i don't know believable maybe yeah. but, or a little surreal someone yeah. you wouldn't see at the bar every day right right it, it's a it's a it's a strange beauty it's not the typical hot chick yeah i don't yeah, know she, it's different no it's just she has a very there. she has a very she's, natural beauty i thought she was hot tall, absolutely Abs- yeah. absolutely she beautiful tall as shit too yeah, she is tall as yeah. shit she is tall as shit <laughs> funny story so the that will is like short yeah yeah, yeah. and allison he's on the huge. palette he's on yeah. the palette did he tell you about that saw, you might see in the, yeah. the pictures oh yeah yeah, photo, yeah. <laughs> good yeah. you didn't see in the movie but people were busting his balls because we'd when she pushes him you know he kept falling off of that, <laughs> that fucking thing. So he'd go, I don't need the shit push. And then he would like stumble. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Now, that reminds me of when The Rock and Vin Diesel were in the, yeah. in the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> they had to shoot that all weird, I'm sure. Now, um, moving on from your successes in the films and ha- having you know one child, um, Austin, be successful. You have a viral hit Give out it, there in Give the it. world. I do. Um your other yes. kid, your daughter. So, my 
trying to, you know, everyone wants to make a fucking viral video, man. Like, right. And I make all these movies and shit and nothing like <laughs> 10 views. Like, oh, sweet. <laughs> but yeah, my daughter, I, you may have seen it. The little girl that cries at the chipmunk adventure movie in the car. Have you guys seen it? I've seen, I've shown no. you that. Yeah, you, maybe you've seen it. But, but now what was cool about that's when you know shit goes viral. When you're in a room with people and you bring it up and they're like, what the hell? I saw that on yeah. my Facebook feed. But yeah, it's got 10 million views, man. Yeah, 10 million. Wow. 10 million. And that's it was, your daughter? It was on uh, USA it, Yeah, today? it was on a ton of shit. Yeah. It, was on, uh, <laughs> it didn't get on Ellen. We auditioned with Ellen. They must not have liked us. <laughs> But we did like a phone <laughs> what thing happened? with Ellen. What, 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 when I say what happened, not what happened with Ellen, how in the hell did you get to 10 million? Dude, yeah, so it's crazy, man. So hey, uh, Is this is that it there on the top? Yep, on the top, yep. baby. So 8 million. It? It's 8 million views. Ooh, sorry, I was wrong. It's yeah. it's it's we're close we're cl what are we at 8? I thought it was 10. Sorry. I, I exaggerated a little huh. bit. Oh, I thought you said 1 a second ago. No, 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 no I said 10. 10. I, I oh. exaggerated. You, well, who knows? It's like 8.9. Well, you got cuz Facebook views are going to be different than the YouTube views, Yeah, too, right? exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They but, don't count, yeah. But yeah, so it started out she cried or whatever, and we're like, oh, this is cool. Was on YouTube for like a month and nothing. And then my little brother, who works at 7 News, finally got them to put it on their blog <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But now listen to this shit. This is, what, this is why it is more views. But 7 News, it was cool. They put it on there, but they put it on with their link. So it was their video. And you know how YouTube works. Like if it's not connected to you, it's connected to them. So then it trended on 7 News. And mm. then all the... All their affiliates started putting it everywhere, so it trended. So it pro it, it, it went viral through them, but it, I didn't see any of that. I couldn't even track the views or anything. But it was still cool. It's like oh, yeah. people liked it. Then my buddy's friend in L.A. who works at a news station out there sent it to his peep and said, "Look, this is trending. We should do something." And again, I think once you it be people think it's real then other people take it seriously right, kind of thing right. so For then sure. they said let's run it so then they took my youtube link though so now it these are counting towards my views right and then it went into la and then uh ooh that perez hilton yep yeah yeah, yeah. he posted it oh no exploded ooh, yeah. and then it got on reddit have you heard of reddit yeah. oh, oh for yeah. sure yeah. Mike, it was, it was, dude, the reddit this king was over here. number one on reddit for a day bro yeah. like that's front what page. did it front page yes it was it was huge once it got on that's reddit that's insane and then exploded and but dude it, it it ends kind of sad but we can say it on the podcast because america's funnest home videos can suck it right so when it, when it was dead right like it was my movie the video didn't go viral it was online like i said for a month mm -hmm. so then i was like well i might as well try every little option yeah so i submitted it to that show right come to find out in the small print never submit to that goddamn show guys because in the small print it just by submitting they they take the rights of they your movie own it. Yeah, yeah just by submitting you don't have to be on the show oh, they never God. have to use it nothing so yeah, so anyways, I had submitted, but it disappeared. I submitted way back, right? They didn't give a shit. It was nothing. That thing was in their garbage. And then a month later, it explodes, right? Uh, it, and, and, and so I, I'll kind of go through the process of the, it's kind of good education. So it exploded. It got like 2 million views in a day. Like we're talking Damn. serious viral, like hundreds of thousands of views a, an hour. It was insane. Like I have screen grabs. YouTube has like... You can track the it. Analytics. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, seen the analytics. It's insane how it's going. So I like have screen grabs of it going nuts, and then all these all these agencies are calling me. It was crazy. Like we want to buy your video. We want to buy your video, and I'm like, screw you guys, man. I got I'm, I'm a, I make movies, man. I got YouTube figured out, right? So I was making. I mean, not getting rich. 
but made like $2,000, which is pretty amazing mm -hmm. for like three weeks. 2000 bucks, And then, but they warned me, these agencies are like, people will steal your video. We protect from that, right? And I'm like, whatever, screw you guys. <laughs> then seriously, like the next day, I go on Facebook and this uh, site from Mexico had stolen it. 10 million views on it. And I'm going, oh shit. Right? Like it. Damn. Oh my God. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to call the agency. It was that me. agency watch. No, yeah. As soon as I hung up, they said, you know what? Run it. Run it. <laughs> yeah. So then I call them back. They do a deal with me. And it was like 70 30, so it was still cool, man. And they were going to, I didn't want to deal with that shit anymore. It was like stressing me out. And so I was with them for about a month. And, uh, ooh, what was the, look up America's Funniest Home Video real quick and find out what their, uh, who owns them. What, what was it? It's like Vindy Gogo or something like that. So, so when you did the deal, it was 70 30, what were their, hopes and aspirations so for what, they, for what were they going to do with Well, see, it? that's the thing. They wouldn't anymore. They were going to keep it from getting stolen. I think okay. originally they say they'll promote it. Okay. But I didn't need that. It was already viral. Right, so what they right. do is they just protect it. Like if you were going to get on a show, they tried to get money for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like, uh, what was, I was on, what, what's the one with uh, Rosie O'Donnell? What's was that morning The View show? at the time? Yeah, it, it was on The View. Yeah. And I didn't care, but if I was connected to them, right. they would have had the I would have made some money or something right. like that. Right. But I just did it for the protection, right? So, I'm with this agency for a month and then the dude ABC. No, but there's a Check and see. Vindibana. Vin, yeah, Vin, Vindibana. Vindibana. That's uh, Vindibana. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. Vindibana Productions, okay. This it's so funny how this happened. Is that Spanish? No, it's just, it looks it's like a Latin guy. or something. Yeah, it's, it's a guy. It's oh. like a, he's like he's like the he started like online video stuff. Yeah. Like he's a big guy. So here's what's funny that that's why. So the agency I went with is Vindy Bona or whatever, right? That's the reason I went with him. I'm like, oh, this mm -hmm. dude's legit. So I signed with them. Then the guy calls me and goes, "Did you submit to America's Funniest Home Videos?" And I was like, <laughs> oh. "Oh shit, I don't." Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, you gave the rights to them. There's nothing you can do. And I'm like freaking out or whatever. But then I go, look, and it's the same company as this <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah. So I call oh, him up and yeah. I'm like, dude, what's going on here, bro? Like, don't tell me you can't get a hold of America's Funniest Home Videos. It's you guys. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> but that's when I realized I didn't have a pot to piss in at this point because what, they just wanted me out of the picture. What did he right. say? Wait, how did he respond? Oh, he was played completely dumb. Oh, I don't know that we're a part of America's Funniest Home. I'm like, dude, it's on the watermark, bro. What? You guys are the same. Right? But that's when I realized I was really screwed, which is like, it's kind of unfortunate. I think if Jeez. I would have been with another company, they might have been able to they fight it. it. Yeah, because yeah. I don't have attorneys. or I mean, right. dude, it's ridiculous. For them to take credit for a video they never, ever right. used, right. I'm sure you could say, hey, look right. here, man, that's a breach in contract. Yeah. But I had nothing. Right. So, and, and another reason that I think they were really cool about dropping me, and they're like, we'll still give you your money that you earned, but we can't go any further with you. They're going to pick up the rights to it. So, yeah, so here I am today, and now America's Funniest Home Videos is collecting on all my That's revenues. That's so I got to add. Has it, did they ever, did they ever, have you ever seen it? Or oh, heard of course that was not. On AF, oh, AF, hell no. It, it never will be. It's too long, man, and it's got a Walt Disney clip on it. There's no way they would touch yeah. that. 
Yeah. They're not going to use it. I mean, it sucks. And I, you know, you wish you could maybe fight it sometimes. And then you just want the video to die. Like, I want it to not <laughs> die. And then, so like, still, and, so and two weeks. Oh, dude, viral's insane, guys. Like, it never dies. Like, if I went to the analytics right now, it, like, took a huge jump this last month. It was getting, like, 3,000 hits a day again. And I'm going, shit. What a bizarre <laughs> thing. That's so crazy. Yeah, but yeah, that just shows. So, yeah, America's fun. Be careful. Yeah. Because the wow. small print. Damn, I love that know, show when I, I was a kid. You know, <laughs> you, you know what I gotta, I gotta uh, find out is, uh, I need to find something. I need to create viewers on YouTube. I, I gotta find something to create viewers on YouTube. I hear about these guys getting 10, 15 million uh, followers. The Minecraft it, it, guys, man, my son they're, is they're addicted. You have kids. YouTube. They his, have his deals with Minecraft, YouTube. Yeah. No, how many? How old are your kids? Uh, nine, six, and five. Do they watch Dan TDM? No, what's that? He's like the purple-haired dude that does Minecraft videos all day. Uh, I, my son might. He's I, a big I'm sure Minecraft. He does, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude has. You're talking about friends on Facebook. Yeah, like 50 million subscribers to his YouTube channel. And these guys, insanity, Mike, Mike dude. I'm not shitting. These wow. guys making five, ten. Oh, getting rich is hell, bro. Well, I know oh, because well, YouTube. here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. Yep. If you have enough, if you have enough YouTube subscribers, um, you can actually use their studios in LA. Ooh, for free. Nice, I for free. Know that. But you have to have a certain amount of mm -hmm. subscribers, and it's and it's a ridiculous number of subscribers yeah. in order for go out there and to use it. And so, do you remember recently how um, all these YouTube people got to hang out with President Obama? No, no. So all those YouTubers got to hang out with President Obama, and he had a whole thing where it was like three or four of them. And it was like the most popular YouTubers out there, but it's all the viral ones and yeah. it's all the ones that have the most subscribers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, what I learned Damn. about the revenue with that, because like the, lots of people see my video and they're like, dude, did you get rich as hell from that? <laughs> and I, I made money, like you I made money, but dude, it's hard to get rich. Yeah. You have to be getting tons of viral stuff. Cause like I, I would have to go and do the math again, but I think it was like 500 bucks for every like 2 million views. Oh jeez. So dude, I wow. mean, that's not that, I yeah. mean, it's good for money for right. doing jack shit, yeah. but you're not getting rich. So in order to get rich, you need to be like those guys that have 50 million subscribers yep. and every single video they put out gotcha. has goes ads. viral yeah. and then it's boom, boom. And they're, they're getting money from sponsorships. And from ads. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. They get yeah. sponsors too after, yeah. at that point it's yeah. a whole another animal yeah. but just those little ads like none none of us here ever click on those ads right mm -hmm. it blows me away that people yeah. click on them but they do <laughs> they do man man have, it's, it's been so crazy have, yeah. right and i think i mean yeah that's the whole point same here yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well that's probably point. a big part of it and the other Hell part yeah. is just you throw enough stuff you know something's gonna stick something's that's gonna, that's, right. that's the old right. advertisement we've talked right. about that the right. old mentality yeah, of, it's as versus like the grassroots approach right. it's yeah. different it's just throw as much as possible and there's gonna be a few there's gonna be some people yeah. that well, just right. have to have big enough numbers so in true nature we've gone literally all over the place in this podcast like we have before but um Let's get to the real seriousness. Every single guest that we have on, ah. new guest, we have the island question. Okay? Uh -oh. Okay. So it's an island question. You're on a deserted island. All right. You have everything that you need to live a long, happy life. Okay? You have a way to play music, but you can only bring one album with you. Ooh. What album are you bringing with you? Good question, man. God. I'm not a... I'm like a... I'm not a deep music guy either. You hate me. I'm like the <laughs> anything that's good well, on the music. You know, th that's a good one. I any genre, any genre. Ooh. So just to recap, while you're thinking, mm -hmm. Dollar Bills over there was Catch a Fire by Bob Marley, 1973. Mine was Gratitude by Earth, Wind, and Fire, 1973. Mm -hmm. Wow, mine was Tupac, All Eyes on Me. Yep. 
1973? Because of two CDs. Yeah. But let me ask you a question on that question, Mike. Would you ask him movie? No. I want music. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> he question. shot yeah. that down quick. Music. Hmm. I try to bail you out, man. You did, because I'm going to be horrible. I'm not even going to know yeah. what the album's called. I can tell you like songs. I can tell you like a group that okay. I would bring. All right. Uh, hmm. Good question, man. We get everybody with this Let's one. go with, uh, I'm a big One Republic fan, man. Ah, right. nice. I think I'll go, what, what, what was their, their last album? Really good. Uh, what was it? We went to the concert. Yeah, Tyson Sorry. and I went and yeah. saw it at Red Rocks. Great album, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lots of good hell shit. Hell of a there. show too. He's an amazing songwriter. But dude. just to throw yeah. you, just throw you how random yeah. it is. Second place really was uh, probably Easy Does It. I was gonna say <laughs> N.W.A. for you because I remember you <laughs> I mentioning uh, N.W.A. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back in the day, yeah. Easy yeah, Does yeah, It. Nice, dude. Easy Does It. How incredible is that? They, they did a drive-by out of a van, and he said, "You think N.W.A. for that scene <laughs> yeah. or something?" Yeah. No, the movie yeah. was called Hundred Miles and Running." Dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, all did right. you did you see the N.W.A. movie? Yes, no, I yes. still have, no, I haven't I seen. Know, it. I never did see it. What do you, what do you no. think of that? I liked it, dude. You know what? I, the only thing I loved it, but I didn't think they gave Easy E the credit he deserved. Yeah, he, he made that group. He did, and they and you could tell he Ice Cube it. produced it. He well, I'm just it. saying the talent. Yeah. I I thought they didn't give Easy E the respect on the talent end. They showed that he funded it and everything. Yeah, but they kind yeah, of they kind of acted I, like he wasn't a talented rapper, and he yeah. was super. Yeah, talented. but I think it, I think it all fell into the Jerry Heller. Him and Jerry Heller, they kind of put those two guys in the they same did. bowl. Yep, yep. yep That's yep, why. Yep. Well, and uh -huh. and it, you know, and since it was Ice Cube produced, because yes, Ice yeah, Cube yeah, had yeah, beef yeah, with them. <laughs> Ice Cube was the first one to have beef, and then yeah. you know, Dr. Dre didn't make amends until he was on his deathbed. So, yeah. dude, you you haven't yeah. seen it? No, you absolutely love no. it. Man. You'll love it. It's it, a great movie. It is. Great movie. And I, I, they, I, I thought <laughs> they did good of not making Easy a complete villain. Yeah. The thing about those movies is, I, I. I have this idea that it's going to be extremely commercial, and I want raw. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's not. You'll it's love not, it, dude. Really? It wasn't, it wasn't at all. It's very. My good. dad liked it. That tell, you know that. I think if he liked it, it probably yeah. was pretty good. I and check it good out. Well, your dad's a Raiders fan, so they probably had a bunch of Oakland Raiders shit in the movie, and they were like, <laughs> actually, he was like, this is actually, a good they movie. Didn't. It wasn't commercialized. Really? Like it is, so. No, they did have a Raiders hat because I remember it being a big deal in the in the movie. Well, yes, because so they were saying the logo was like not during that time frame or something. And Ooh, easy, good. Uh, easy I never easy thought of that. Ooh, like the Oakland hat. Raiders instead of the L.A. Raiders or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. So right now, since we've gone a little past, sorry, I got off on the team. No, you there, bro. That's I think it's time here, Dollar, to hit up a little bit of the uh, fun, fun facts. facts. So again, right. we do all the fun facts every Friday. Friday fun facts. If you want to be a part of them, it's Mike and Tony Show at wromradio.net. Uh, Fifty of the craziest shit that I uh, see every week. Some of it from Reddit. Some of it online, but uh, yeah, what what uh, hit you up, Dollar? Uh, I'm really, I really love picking the first one on the list, man. Uh, again, this week, this one got me. <laughs> there are only 22 countries in the world that the British haven't invaded or attacked. Only 22. So I had to look up how many countries there were in the world. There's about 169 or 167. 180 sovereign nations. Oh, was it 80? Yeah. Oh, it was 180. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And there's only 22 <laughs> that Britain hasn't invaded. Scary. Have you ever that's seen? Insanity. Have you ever seen the Santa by Eddie Izzard? Uh, have you ever seen the Santa the, by Eddie Izzard? And oh, he's yeah, talking sure. about flags. And he's yeah, talking about how Great yeah, yeah. Britain is like, you know, well, do you have a flag? I was like, well, no. <laughs> well, this is now ours then. We have a flag. Oh, man. Um, so here, here's this one. Um, around 7% of all wars in history were religiously motivated. 
Oh yeah, I was looking at that one too. Yeah, that makes sense. Did, did you say seven? Yeah, seven percent. Seven percent. That's a lie. I think it's higher than that. Yeah, that seems low. Yeah, that's bullshit. That that's does bullshit. seem a little low. Yeah, I don't know. What else motivates wars? I'm trying to think. Money. Money, <laughs> money, 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 no money and resources. Resources, no, but resources result in what? Money. Well, yeah. It's money, huh. generally money and religion. Uh, Buddy Holly's song "Peggy Sue" was named after his drummer's girlfriend. <laughs> the drummer was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. How do you know about Peggy yeah. Sue? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about this again? It just uh, brings into a whole new perspective again. How you know we'd said on the podcast before how we were lucky to be born where we're at. Eighty percent of all humanity lives on ten dollars or less a day. Jeez, eighty percent. You have seen stuff. Like we're that the lucky before. ones that hey, are making. Uh, you know, like on that on that note, and maybe you saw this. I saw that some company. I don't think I saw the commercial. Spent six and a half million dollars about a commercial to feed about feeding homeless or feeding the the. Like I can't remember. I have to find it. No, nah, but it, it would on make a Super Bowl commercial. Sense. Yeah. And certain people are just like, why didn't they take that six and a half million and feed hungry people? No, it was a Super Bowl no, commercial. And that stuff goes like on that. all the time. We we filmed a uh, a uh, what was it? Some uh, Democratic thing downtown, uh-huh. and Bill Clinton spoke at it and everything. Uh-huh. And I thought it was so funny because everybody flew out. I mean, this was like hundreds of thousands of dollars spent, and the event was to talk about uh, homeless and. Better education, <laughs> and you're going. Something is wrong here. <laughs> like, let's take this money and just yeah. throw. What are we yeah. doing? Same with that. Yeah. Same with that commercial, man. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, what Mike. Next? Go what next? Oh no, you're good. Uh, during the Middle Ages, children were given beer for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Raising your kids right. <laughs> healthy carbs. Healthy carbs. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's in times of change. You know, everything. It's just like the whole PC thing. Everything. You know, yeah. like back yeah. in the day. I mean, they. You know, you were super sick or whatever. They give you a little whiskey. Put you to sleep. Brandy. Brandy. Put a little brandy pacifier the in the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People did. You numb the gums, right? Yeah. 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 Numb the kids' gums That's when they. Yeah. So since we keep on going on this money theme, <laughs> we, I sound like we're advocates for it. Jason Brown, who was the highest paid center in the NFL in 2009, actually quit playing in the NFL after he made $25 million. I saw this. Because he's a farmer now and he donates yeah. all his money that he produces on his, uh, all his food uh, that he produces on his farm to food pantries and food banks. One of the very few. Wow. You know, I, I way, way back in the day, during my teen years, I remember having a job at McDonald's and we would have these buckets and buckets of cheeseburgers and this is before they made shit yeah Yeah. and 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 i asked well why doesn't this shit go to a homeless shelter yeah and they said oh because they were afraid of lawsuits someone getting sick in lawsuits yeah that's exactly it this has come up on the show it came up last week and we've been talking about it and yeah i've got a buddy who's doing stuff with that now too where they're going around collecting you know leftover food and trying to reuse it and that kind of thing no that's it yeah it's an insane thing um Dude, we, we've been doing this. We've been cramming like everything into the last few minutes of the show, yeah. like the other sections. But what do you say? You want to move? Uh, there's lots of stuff to talk about. You want to move to the... Uh, yep, the news. news. So what do you got for the news then? Well, all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's... Do we want to... Uh, Tyson is here, so maybe we could talk a little of the, uh, the Republican... Uh, not that you're Republican at all, but anybody who's listened to the show knows, you know, that you yeah. follow, you definitely follow politics. Oh, yeah. they, they had a Republican debate. Was, was that last Friday? I didn't see the whole thing. No, I, went I back think it was Saturday. Was yeah. it Saturday? Okay, the 6th yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 
that was the one where uh, uh, what's his name Ben Carson yeah. got held up. And did you see Trump. the be- did you see the beginning? Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. he got confused. <laughs> so did you see this, Mike? Did yeah. you watch this, yeah. Travis? Do you happen to see this? I didn't. I didn't what, keep going though. What happened was they, they at the very beginning of the show they're like announcing him to come out and they start going through the names. They get to the first couple Rubio, whatever I can't remember the first Christy couple guys were. Was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Christy maybe. And then they Ben Carson and apparently they couldn't hear something back there. Yeah. So he like starts to come out because you could tell he thought he was next, <laughs> so, but he's like behind this thing, so he's not out in front of the stage, but the camera's showing him Ben Carson and the camera zooms in on him and he starts to walk forward and then he just gets this like really confused look on his face and he kind of backs up yeah. and he just sort of stands there and then they go to the next guy which was maybe that was Rubio I think it was Trump no I think no, it was, no 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 Trump, no Trump was like too late was it Rubio I can't remember who the order know for sure but so then the next guy comes out and he just kind of looks at Ben Carson standing there because they just keep going with the name Christy I think it was Christy <laughs> just blows yeah, yeah, he was right by him just like, blows yeah. by him and then one more guy I think just blows by him yeah. and then they call Donald Trump and then he walks out but he sees Ben Carson standing there and gets confused and meanwhile this is being televised like they're <laughs> filming these guys it's live yeah, yeah. and so then and so then at that point Trump comes in he just looks at him and then he just kind of stands next to him like he doesn't know what to do either. So then those two are standing there, and then they keep announcing they people. They call Jeb Bush next, and Bush walks by Trump. And, you know, they have this... I, I, I look Dude. at their relationship as, like, a bully and... And and Donald Trump is like the bully in, in the in the park that just won't <laughs> stop picking on Bush. So Bush walks by, and he pats Trump on the shoulder, and he keeps walking by. And I'm like, this is like... This 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 looks like a, a high school relationship out in the playground. <laughs> Trump whips your ass every day, and n- now they're saying, you know, with with him bringing in his mom, and he's actually bringing in George now, uh, his brother, and uh, it, it's just their relationship there. And I don't know why <laughs> Trump keeps picking on him because he's not even a threat anymore. Yeah, uh, who knows why Trump does any of this? But shit he keeps, he but, yeah. but but he has he has it out for Bush. Yeah. And yeah. Bush is like not even. Not even a remote threat at this point, but he's like he just but it, the whole thing radar was, set on Trump, yeah. on Bush. Totally, totally. Uh, but the whole thing was just so hilarious look. because then they, they were getting ready to start, and you look, and there's three podiums that are empty. And then they're getting ready to they go to do it. So then they announce him again. And so they call Ben Carson again. He finally comes out. Yeah. They call Donald Trump again. He comes out. And then they forget the last dude who I, yes. oh, I can't remember the dude's yeah. name. What's his name? Well, go, go the, back. Go back, because, go back because they said, and finally, Donald Trump. And yeah. Trump goes yes, out. Yes, and they're yes. like, and, and, some, and Christy says on stage, he says, well, what about Kasich? <laughs> Yeah. And, and like the guy, it, it was oh totally, God. it was Fox's fuck up though, yeah. because they didn't have a producer there to tap the guy on the back to tell him to go. And when they called Carson's name, there was still a pretty loud applause from the guy that was in front of him. I don't know who was, was in front Chris of Christie. him. It was Chris Christie. It was Chris Christie. Yeah, there was a pretty loud applause. No, still I'm going. sure they couldn't hear. Yeah, yeah. And he but couldn't it, hear, overall, but it was just, I mean, just the, the sense of awkwardness was. Well, right. So, and there's this whole thing that, like, it's not that there are, isn't already a perception that these guys are a bunch of yahoos. Right, they got this crazy right. cast of clowns up here. Right. And then everybody, <laughs> nobody's coming out. People so are So, you confused. know what's funny, though? So, on Reddit, somebody made a gif with that happening they made a gif with um chris christie's coming out and then you know because it took forever for they were they're still like watching down the hallway with the red car <laughs> curtains and everything yeah yeah somebody <laughs> made a gif with um vincent vega from pulp fiction yeah. when he's walking into the house and he's like 
looking around and he has his coat on and everything and he's like confused on what he's supposed to do and somebody inputted him into that <laughs> scene so he's just like looking around backstage like doesn't know what to do with this coat and just like all right just <laughs> hanging out can 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 i ask can i ask a question this is a very weird question so sometimes i watch we movies. didn't we didn't say yes well, Tony <laughs> nodded. He nodded. No. So sometimes I watch movies and I watch commercials, and the first thing I say to myself, they must have been high as shit to make that commercial or to make that movie. Like, like where did they get this from? Not that, not in a bad way. Yeah. Do you ever look at commercials and movie? Because you look at it with a, with a different eye than what yeah. than how I would look at. It. Do you Are ever you, look at it and say, "What the fuck were they?" Are on? you talking about Puppy Baby Monkey? Well, you can include that. Yeah, you can definitely include that. But do you ever look at commercials and movies and say, what the hell? Oh, absolutely. But that's the brilliant of those people. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. Jesus, think about it. to come up with that. They're making I mean, you maybe think about they it. They're not creating they, that shit sober. There's no way. In some of this shit they're not mm-hmm. creating in the sober mind. It's art, man. Yeah, some of the greatest art in history. No shit is just crazy. Yeah, but some of the greatest how. artists were also the largest. You're right. The, the biggest dope fiends. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, yep, <laughs> surely, surely. Absolutely. Ah, uh, yeah. Huh. Oh, man, Mike, we got to get to news early. Is, There's so no, much. No, well, we'll, see well, you well, we're in Denver. with your squad. We don't have, we, yeah, we don't have as much. Your, uh, your, no, it's not even your squad. No, that's no, why no, they no. haven't been mentioned. How long have we been going now? What are we uh, about an hour, 22 minutes, 23 minutes, something like that. We got about seven minutes left. But we definitely can't leave this out of this because this is the first podcast we did uh, since uh, we... We are out of Denver, Colorado, and uh, Denver Broncos. Yeah, baby. Super Bowl yeah. champions. And it's because of the legalization of weed. Oh, <laughs> undoubtedly. I don't think yeah. anybody would argue yeah. that. Von Miller won't argue that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, his thing was methamphetamines. <laughs> I don't know what it was, dude. The Hulk yeah. right there. Uh, it was yeah. great, and it was it was cool. It was interesting because it was Peyton Manning, you know, most likely his last, his last uh, ride. Unbelievable. Uh, and he wasn't, he wasn't phenomenal. Uh, no, but, he, but he got the job done and I'm a Chicago Bears fan as we know yep. and so back in the day when they beat the crap out of the Patriots which I still love just yeah. thinking about uh, it was a defensive game as well and that whole season was defensive and, and there's that whole you know catchphrase there's yeah. a reason for it defense wins championships so here's the thing with it and I got upset because I kept up with it and NFL.com and NFL Network all the analysts like fucking tw- out of the 12 analysts Two chose the Broncos to win. Oh, yeah, Some of them were wow. like blowing, having Carolina blow the Broncos out of the water, like 42 to 18. Yeah. But here's the thing. Statistically, and this is what I told um, Bruce Leroy when we were at work here the other day. I was like, dude, no, the Broncos are going to win. I was like, this is what's going to happen. And I called, and I told you this too, remember? Yep. yep I, was like, the- I was like, the Broncos are going to get the ball first. All they need to do is get a field goal to get their offense the confidence. And then what they need to do on the next plays is do three and outs, and boom, the Broncos will win. And sure enough, that's what happened. But here it is. Statistically, 12 times number one has met the number number one offense yep. has met the number one defense. Out of the 12 times, the defensive team has won 10 times. It's insane. So how can you how could you just go against that? Just like statistically, I don't know how people Yeah, can. yeah. And well, I, beautiful I, thing, man. I didn't have yeah. a dog in the fight because you know I'm a diehard cowboy fan, but 
the Panthers were not. I don't know if they went and scrapped their entire game plan. From, I think no. I think, it was, no, no, I think no, the Broncos dictated, man. I think I they was, knew exactly. I don't know if the Broncos are no, no, that no. strong. No, hold on. Dick yes, speed. They, I think speed. they need. He nailed it. He nailed they it, knew man. exactly what was coming. Cam Newton. They they knew this defense, but what they didn't have was that once they got on the field, yeah. they did not understand the speed of that defense. No, ask Peyton Manning they, two years ago. Sacked right? six same thing. Times. Yeah, same thing. They the number one defense. All over. He I, was a, I they get were that, but it's speed. but it's not like they play. They've been playing mediocre defenses. I mean, just two weeks ago, remember they played Seattle Seahawks. I mean. Last time I checked, that's one of the premier defenses yeah, in sure, the league. Sure. Yeah. But and they mopped yes, the floor with the Seahawks. Well, people, look at that game again. They got down 17 points in like the first five minutes. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you look yeah. at from second quarter on, Cam Newton did nothing. Right. And that's exactly. what gave me hope for the Super Bowl. As I said, yep. look, Broncos, right. the closest comparison is yeah. the Seahawks, right? Cam Chancellor's a beast. I was so happy we were playing the Panthers and not the Seahawks, by the way. Yes. But yeah. if you look at that game outside of the first quarter, you saw because that you know the what can, quarter, can yeah. be contained with speed. You know what? It was, like, it, was like, it was like Mike Tyson punch out. You guys remember that game? Yeah, of course. Where you survive, <laughs> like if you survive the first two minutes, you like increase your odds to beat Mike Tyson. Right, right, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys, you guys uh, see Cam Newton in the post game interview? Yeah. Well, again, it was again. Damn. It was. He he did not leave because he was throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. Yeah. He left no. because Chris Harris was right behind yeah, him yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. room, just talking talking about how they how were back, yeah. how they were yeah. tackling yeah. and hitting Cam. But it, it's just amazing to me because um, someone pointed this out to me. And this is a fact. Peyton Manning, when they played in the Super Bowl, I think uh, several years back, when he one of the Super Bowls that he lost. He didn't shake hands. Yeah, with, with uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And people really? were saying, yeah, he he walked right off the field, didn't? And if there are actually videos and photos of Cam going up to Peyton and after the Super Bowl, hand. smiling like they like he had just won the Super Bowl and congratulating. I just think the guy is just. Well, here's the thing. He's that, held to a different light. And here's the thing. At that point in time, though, he was younger. He was younger. He wasn't like so but right he, now. So right now, Peyton was still Wait, in hold his thirties. He was still on. in his thirties. But hold on, hold on. He wasn't as high of uh, echelon as he is now. Okay, so he wasn't there. People weren't as well. He wasn't as well respected as he was then. And he was on the up and up. And, and Drew Brees, likewise, wasn't on the upper echelon of being an elite super quarterback, being Hall of Fame caliber Came and stuff like that. There. So it wasn't. It wasn't something to be like. Well, I need to pay my respects to this guy because he's super better. Than no, me. no, it was we're, just, it, we're talking about like his attitude when people are saying that you know him walking out of the press conference having a, being unsportsmanlike, having a bad attitude. When Peyton did that in his 30s, I think it was 2010, okay. 2011. Right, but these are, these are two different things. The lack of shaking. I'm talking. Go ahead, Mike. Did you want to finish? Your no, that's what I'm saying. That? That's what I'm saying. It's just the different the levels that people are on. You're talking about a Cam Newton who's starting out compared to a Peyton Manning who's arguably one of the greatest of all time. You know. So you saying that 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 behavior is excusable, regardless of no, 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 no. I'm just saying that's what happened at that time yeah and the truth is is i think people are making too big of a deal of it yeah. and, the, and the walking yeah. out wasn't even the yeah. issue they're making they're definitely making too big of a deal of it but the truth is is that we all know in your in your failures that is where true leadership is defined that is where success is defined that is where it comes from and watching him in that post-game interview and i i see the point you're making about peyton and he was younger and sure there's that but the, just the way he he literally just 
couldn't be, in my opinion, he was a terrible sportsman in that. I mean, mm-hmm. you have a job. This is part of your job. And it, Go ahead. Did you have no, something? I was going to say, here's what's the difference between the Peyton. I got in a big argument with my friend on Facebook about it. Cam Newton's history is not helping him in this situation. Right. If this was the first right. time he did it, I don't think they would be jumping all over him. But the first two years of his career, he was Jay Cutler, man. Yeah. He was oh, always yeah. powerful. You know, I read, I read he was the always the poor years, sport, right? The last so, three years, he was the most sacked quarterback in uh, the NFL. But I got to tell you guys, being an athlete and being, when you get to that. Make it quick because we're going to cut you off. When you get to that pinnacle in order, like, I could see Cam kind of getting bent <laughs> out of shape. And your time's I, I, up. Okay, we'll continue this conversation. <laughs> maybe we can come back. Uh, we're doing another podcast on Friday. We'll have yeah, Luke, Luke Sisna here. Travis, it has been awesome having you on. You have to come back. Yeah, we needed more time. Yeah, yeah and I want to see. Uh, I want to see more stuff. Yep. What people can go to your website at uh, lamotionpicks.com. Tlufer.com. Lufer Arts. Luferarts.com if you want to get a wedding video <laughs> busted out. They're quality. And I love wedding videography. <laughs> <laughs> TonyDollarMusic.com, MikeAndTonyShow.com. Email us at MikeAndTonyShow at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And right there, fellas, it's a wrap. Yeah, baby.